You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on our journey, on our show, on our issue, as we talk some wrestling. Um, But before we get to that, you know what I'm going to ask you what to do is uh, if you could hit us up on some or all or any of the social media outlets that we have, if you can hit us up. Give us a like or a follow on the Facebook page. Uh, that is uh, Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. If you could uh, give us a, a tweet or a follow on the uh, Twitter at TNWPod. Uh, give us a like or a heart on the old Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram. And of course, um, if you want to send us a Gmail, for our up-and-coming Q&A show, Question and Answers. You send in the questions, we give you answers. It's great to see another few questions came in this week. Awesome. Uh, all the questions that are going to make the episode are all going to get uh, postcards sent out to them of wrestlers. Just like you would get if you did a five-star uh, rating and review on iTunes of the show, we would send you a postcard of a wrestler from the 80s, vintage. Uh, you know, whether it be Jerry Lawler or, or uh, you know, Ric Flair or whomever it may be. There's still plenty of wrestlers to choose from. So um, these are ways you can get these postcards because they are sweet. Um, with that said, you know, you can do that on iTunes where you can find us or, um, yeah, or, or like us anywhere. Um, send us those Gmails, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Um, what else? We are on Spotify now. If you want to, uh, follow us on Spotify, we're there. We're also on Apple Music, I believe. So if you want to follow us on Apple Music, we're there as well. You can, you can subscribe to us basically almost anywhere. We're out there. Just talking wrestling at Google and you will find us. We are very Googleable. We're, we are Googleable people here at Never Sleeps Network. Googleable. Um, before we get into things, let's talk about what's going on. We got uh, June 15th coming up, and uh, Talking Wrestling will be a part of Chinlock 5 in Kingston. We will be at the Legends uh, Convention. We will have a booth there. Uh, we will be doing some raffles um, for uh, some uh, autographed uh, signed 8x10s of wrestlers. Uh, we will also possibly be uh, doing a live uh, podcast um, or, well, part of, parts of podcasts we will We will be podcasting throughout the day is what I'm trying to say. Um, my producer is coming with me and we will be manning the booth and we will be uh, trying to get new subscribers and um, making uh, the current listeners aware that we're out there and we're a good show and you should listen to us. Um, there, um, 
you know, our numbers are constantly going upwards, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, and we owe that all to you, the listeners. So thank you um, for getting us out there. And thank you for continuing to listen. Now, with that said, um, June 15th is going to be a great day because Bret Hart will be there. The Brain Busters will be there. Mark Henry will be there. Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, Hornswoggle, will be there. Um, Tommy Dreamer will be there. Billy Gunn will be there. Willie Mack will be there. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, there, uh, during the Legends Convention, there will be a few matches held by Smash Toronto and uh, Sebastian Suave, uh, Brent Banks, uh, Tyson Dukes, as well as Car- uh, Tarek. They will all probably be wrestling in these matches. Uh, as I know, they are going to be there as well. Um, it's going to be an exciting day of wrestling and exciting evening wrestling all put on uh, by Jan Murphy and his team, and it's all for charity. So uh, we are very excited uh, that we're going to be a part of this. Uh, hopefully we can get you some sound clips or hopefully we can line up some interviews with some of these legends. Jimmy Hart is also going to be there. Um, it's... Tugboat will be there. Or is it Typhoon? Or is it the Shockmaster? Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting day on June 15th. And I'm totally stoked about uh, that weekend and its wrestling events. Um, we are on the road to WrestleMania. This is the road. Like, if you were driving to WrestleMania this week, chances are you might be listening to this podcast on the way. Because Thursday is when all the WrestleMania hoopla starts, and it'll run all the way till next Tuesday. And of course, um, you know the road to WrestleMania uh, is filled with bumps and potholes sometimes. And I got to tell you, this week has been fantastic. What the WWE has been doing, uh, the Kofi Daniel Bryan build up. I love that interview on SmackDown last night of the two contract signings on SmackDown last night. Like, seriously, better programming. But um, the second one being Daniel Bryan and Kofi was fantastic. Um, But not to be outdone by what happened on Raw. The girls, you know, it's already one thing that I'm already looking forward to the main event at WrestleMania being... Uh, Charlotte, Becky, and um, and Ronda Rousey. Uh, everybody wants Becky to win, but that's not always the case in wrestling. I don't know what's going to happen. I have a feeling that uh, Becky might pin Charlotte. Ronda will now. I don't know if she'll get pinned. But all the belts are available on the line. And uh, I'm so excited for this match. So they were, as you know, they were in a tag team match with uh, the Riot Squad. And they weren't allowed to touch each other during the match. But the minute the match ended, chaos ensued. And uh, these three went at it. They were pulled apart by security guards. And then they beat up all the security guards. And then they went at it again. And then the police showed up. And they beat up some of the police. And then they all got handcuffed. And then they all got put in 
cop cars and then they started kicking the shit out of each other in the cop cars and kicking the windows out and then they're all over the place and then all of a sudden you know charlotte kicks someone in the stomach and then charlotte knees someone uh, ronda rousey in the head ronda rousey has one part drives a car and smashes into another police car and i don't know how she's driving because she's handcuffed but it's just insane and it was so so very entertaining um, I know a lot of people are already knocking this year's WrestleMania, but I got to tell you, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the main event. I'm looking forward to Daniel Bryan versus Kofi. Uh, I am looking forward to, you know, um, the, uh, any battle Royal I'm welcome to, and I look forward to it. Um, there's so many other matches that I know that are going to be good too. It's just, you know. Um, sometimes, like, it's just so funny because a lot of times there's a lot of matches with a lot of people involved, but it seems there's a lot of singles matches this year. And uh, I find that interesting because it's like an old WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 8, where they had so many single matches, and some of the matches don't even have significance. You know, you might have, uh, oh, the Berserker versus uh, versus uh, Skinner. You know, but what's that match all about? You know, that's that was never a WrestleMania match. I, at no point during the show do I ever um, swear that I'm an expert, or do I um, proclaim that I'm, uh, uh, you know, um, I know it all. I'm just a guy who loves wrestling, and my memory is not the best. Sometimes I elaborate, and uh, you know, and uh, I just try to be funny and I try to bring a good show to you, and a good show that people would want to. Um, come on and talk about however um today um well let me just say before today i want to say i was talking about the road wrestlemania how it's filled with potholes and bumps and off ramps and on ramps and traffic and and you always have to deal with a lot but uh i don't think anybody was expecting john oliver to come and uh cut a cut off the wwe on the way to new york to wrestlemania now, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but uh, John Oliver, the host of um, last, what is it, last week with John Oliver, I believe it is, um, he did a show on his HBO show, uh, which is last week with John Oliver, last week, last night, last week, last night, I'll get it right in a second, but um, it's not important that I get the name of the show right, because he didn't get any of his facts right. And uh, he did uh, pretty much an entire episode at, um, trashing the WWE. And, um, you know, and uh, very one-sided. And this is not the first time. He's made fun of uh, WWE uh, using homophobic jokes. And uh, he's uh, made fun of the WWE in the past as well uh, for its Saudi Arabia bit. I did a bit about uh, WWE doing shows in Saudi Arabia, uh, which, you know, uh, I don't really care that they do the shows there, but I don't like. I don't care that they do shows there, but um, I don't care that they don't do shows there. Basically, I don't care. This is one of those issues where I feel like I can exercise my white privilege and just not give a shit whether they do shows in Saudi Arabia or not. Uh, do I think it's right? Eh, no, not really. I don't think it's right. I don't. Uh, I think uh, you know, like I've said it on the show, they in October 
they did a great pay-per-view called Evolution, the first women's pay-per-view ever. And then uh, within two weeks later, they went to Saudi Arabia and did De-Evolution, a show with no women on it because no women were allowed. Um, and that's the way I feel about it. It's just an unfortunate situation. And, it, and you know, I don't even think I, I watched the last one, regardless. Um, I did watch John Oliver this week, and that's what this week's episode about is about is about the John Oliver episode, and just uh, what what I thought and uh, what TNW thinks because TNW is me um, about the episode. But before we get to that, um, we have to get to uh, this week's ad. So uh, you know, here we go. So, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Well then, for the hundreds listening at home and the thousands in attendance in the world, let's get ready to read it. And if you ain't down with commercials during this show we got two words for you ad revenue <laughs> take it away guys get excited for a muck it's a limited series comedy podcast 11 years in the making in the style of old-timey radio theater a muck it takes a look at our planet in a post-utopia world and wonders what happens after we achieve economic perfection and it's also got a goblin Ape judges, Bet Midler, and three hundred billion worth of porno from the moon. That's pornography from the moon. Here's a quick trailer. Welcome to the Earth Empire, voted best planet in a sweeping global ballot. What makes us so great? Money. That's right, lots of money. And we here at the Earth Empire Central Reserve make the planet's most versatile money money can buy. Support Earth's economy. Buy Earth money. Money. Oh, the choices you can have. The Earth Empire Central Reserve does not recommend not choosing money because that is one of the choices you do not have. Amok! It will be filled with wall-to-wall laughter and a little touch of sex and violence for the kids. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear what these guys got to come up with. But the folks making a muck are looking for your help to produce the podcast. Donate to the campaign for a muck at www.gofundme.com slash radio. That's amok radio. A-M-O-K radio. The site also has some of their previous work. So please go check it out. And thanks for your help. Amok! That's a mock. Ah, oh, folks, there you heard it from a mock right there. And now, uh, let's uh, let's bring in uh, <laughs> tonight's sh- uh, guest. Ah, uh, he's not a guest. We're talking about John Stewart, and uh, not John Stewart. John Stewart is an actual fan of the WWE. Uh, John Oliver is. Uh, if, let me just say, I, I I think John Oliver is great. Um, I loved him on the Daily Show. I loved him on Community. I loved him on his stand-up Comedy Central show. Uh, a couple of my friends actually did that show. 
He sent one of my friends a letter thanking him for doing the show and saying how funny he was, which was very, very kind and generous uh, to take his time to do something like that. So I like John Oliver. However, um, did I like this episode? No. I didn't like this episode uh, of the fake news. And that's what it is. It's fake news. I'm not saying fake news because uh, I'm a Donald Trump uh, supporter or anything like that. I'm saying fake news because I love Norm MacDonald. And when he was on Weekend Update, that's what he called it. Now time for the fake news. So, and that's what this is. This is fake news. This isn't actual news, people. Um, before we get into it, let me just say that um, before they went to the episode, they sent in the script and basically so the WWE could see that everything they were going to say about it. And the WWE uh, responded um, with all their accusations uh, with facts and, uh, and, and what's going on currently, uh, with the WWE. And, um, according to WWE, the, uh, they chose to ignore the facts and go with what they were going with. And what they're going with is a bit of a smear and they're trying to make fun of things and they're trying to make jokes, but these aren't really joking matters. Um, but I will say that everything they do, like all their evidence of everything that they're trying to bring forward it's all severely dated and nothing is current. And the fact is, is the WWE is the industry leader, not only in sports entertainment, but in, in treating the talent the best as they possibly can. They have concussion protocols. They have talent wellness. They, they uh, send people and cover um, addiction, addiction cover, uh, recoveries. Like if someone uh, becomes addicted to painkillers and they go to uh, a clinic or to get uh, cleaned up, WWE will pay for that. You know, like to think that they could pay for um, every wrestler's problem after they're done wrestling. That's not. I don't think that's that's fair. You know, like for example, uh, Davy Boy Smith went to WCW. And landed on a um, on a metal door that was a trick door that was in the ring, and that he wasn't told was there. He landed on the ha on the handle and fucked up his back, and that's when he got addicted to the painkillers. And you know, in the next few years he was dead. It, why would that be? Why would we blame the WWE for that? That happened in WCW. A lot of these times, these wrestlers, they wrestle in other organizations before or afterwards. And who? so who's to say, so why should the, if the WWE only pays for a fraction of their career, why should they be responsible for everything after their career? They talk about them being independent contractors, you know. But anyways, all right, let's, uh, let's just get it. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. Hold on there. Let's uh, introduce the show properly. So here we are, and uh, yeah, let's get to the show. Let's uh, let's get to the show. Let's get the John Oliver show in here. Let's. Uh, there we go. Here they are coming in at a weight of a measly 123 pounds, soaking wet, all the way from across the sea. It's John Oliver. Um. Yeah. So. Here we go. There's John Oliver. Now, uh, now John Oliver basically starts in and, uh, you know, starts the show and everything. 
and uh, he talks about, first of all, uh, Trump. So, you know, anybody who thinks about this show was, wasn't was 100% about the WWE, it was, because Trump is still in the Hall of Fame. However, uh, after the Trump's uh, reporting, um, we get into the WWE. And, uh, you know, and just right away, he starts off by saying he's a big fan. He says he's a huge fan, but, um, you know, but the minute he starts, he starts off by, um, what's the word, demasculating. Uh, it's making it, you know, like, it's sort of uh, making it seem like wrestling's for sissies or whatever. He starts off with a joke that says, uh, you know, um, uh, they, uh, well, he, he starts off with a joke where they call a singlet, like a wrestling singlet is what you wear in the ring. He calls it a onesie. And it's just a lame joke uh, to start off what is um, an entire episode of lame jokes. Uh, so then he says, uh, you know, he likes the WWE and he mentions um, uh, some of the more crazy moments uh, from WWE history where they show, uh, you know, uh, Stone Cold coming with the beer truck or, or the, the, you know, then... Kurt Angle coming with a milk truck, which was a parody of the beer truck. You know, it's not the WWE's one competitive and always doing the same thing. Um, so then he makes a joke about uh, WWE. Oh, he gets to the point, and he starts talking about how how uh, big WWE is and their success, and uh, and how how they're a mainstream entity. And then, of course, they talk about WWE Studio. Um, now he never talks about. How successful the studio is that they that they launched The Rock, and uh, who is the biggest international acting movie star today, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, they don't talk about the current hit, Fighting with My Family, which was critically a success and uh, did rather well and made money in theaters. He doesn't talk about this at all. Instead, he takes shots at uh, WRB's failure movies, like the the Marine series, which isn't a failure. They all make money, and it's just that they don't have the theater runs. They're straight to DVD or straight to streaming services uh, movies. But the fact is, is uh, the last WWE movie, Fighting With My Family, uh, was produced by The Rock, and The Rock was in it, and it did very well, um, and uh, and the and, and it should have did a lot better. Uh, Stephen Merchant actually wrote an article based on the stigma towards wrestling and how it affected this movie, and this movie should be like in the Rocky uh, level of movies, and uh, it's not because of the stigma towards wrestling, and the stigma is led by ignorant people like John Oliver, who says he's a fan, but clearly he's not, as today he will um, make his attack on the WWE. And uh, and Vince McMahon, more importantly. So, uh, it's so weird. Um, usually when I do the show, I don't make notes or anything, but I actually watched this uh, bit by bit and wrote down notes and, uh, you know, and, and, and maintained, you know, and looked at the shots that he fired and and, and sort of criticized them. Because um, not only do I criticize them as a wrestling fan, but the choice of jokes and the choice of comedy that he chooses from his writers, uh, I just think they can do better. Like, I don't think they're that funny, and I am, and I am a comedian. Um, 
He continues to um, uh, show that, that uh, WWE's value is $930 million. Uh, of course, uh, then he gets serious with the montage of wrestlers' deaths. Eddie Guerrero, 38. The Macho Man, who died in his 60s. Um, China, who died at 49. And King Kong Bundy, who just died recently at 61. Um, it's unfortunate that so many wrestlers die at a young age. Um, but again, a lot of these wrestlers uh, lived lifestyles that mm, weren't best for them. Um, you know, when we look at the Eddie Guerrero heart attack, uh, there's no doubt in our minds that, you know, I don't know, maybe sterile. I, I don't want to say it, but maybe there were performance enhancing drugs with Eddie Guerrero. He was a very small man who seemed to be maxed out on a very large, like he was a very large man maxed out on a very small frame. Um, it's unfortunate that he died the way he did, but to say that WWE never tried to get him help, I, I do believe that they did send him to rehab, um, maybe more than one occasion, but I definitely know for once they did. So, you know, um, it's a tough thing when, when these deaths happen, but you know, Macho Man had a heart attack while he was driving his car or his truck and he smashed into a tree. In, in his retirement years like to blame that on the WWE after the Macho Man went and wrestled you know almost 10 years somewhere else is absolutely ridiculous and he wrestled 10 years before he even got to the WWE so why would you put all of this on the WWE um, of course uh, he uh, shows the, then uh, the show uh, John Oliver introduces a bunch of clips, and of course, uh, these clips are meant to tarnish uh, Vince's character as they show him as the Mr. McMahon character um, doing uh, bad things as a bad guy would do, uh, demeaning women, uh, bullying others, using racist words, um, including the um, the the John Cena sketch where uh, McMahon referred to him as. Ma, <laughs> you know what that word is. Um, and then walks by Booker T and gives him a what's up. This sketch is meant to be comedy. It doesn't hold up over time. But all these clips that they're showing of Vince McMahon being a horrible person are all from the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era. And it's like this, first of all, you're showing the guy being an asshole as he is on TV. You're not like, where is this in real life? But then he comes out and says, not only is he an asshole on TV, but he's an asshole in real life. Well, that's an opinion. That's an opinion, John Oliver. That's not a fact. All right? You don't know that for sure. Uh, have you ever met the man? How much time have you spent with the man? Y you don't know. And you know how I know you don't know? Because I know you don't know. Because this entire show is filled with your ignorance and later on you say that wrestlemania is in an arena this week it's at the met life stadium you dumb fuck do some research you know everybody's like oh he must have known a lot about wrestling to do 22 magnet segment on wrestling no he has a research team and he has writers and they do it for him he's not a wrestling fan a wrestling fan would know it's a singlet 
not a onesie. And, and a comic would know that's a stupid joke. Anyways, sorry. Let's we keep going here. Um, yeah, they imply that Vince is a real asshole. And uh, it's funny. Um, and and they show the yeah this, the the the, the N word one, um, you know, which is funny because uh, you know they're implying that Vince is racist, and that the WWE is racist, but yet they don't mention that Hulk Hogan was expelled and kicked out of the WWE for uh, three years because of a uh, a private sex tape got leaked and it's not because what was on the sex tape it's because what he said on the sex tape where he used the n-words several times in the sex tape and because he used those n-words in those several times uh, now uh the real american hulk hogan turns out he really is american and he's got some racist parts in his body and uh the wwe was have will have none of it even though uh, Honor the Giant was a notoriously racist. Uh, Hulk Hogan banned from the WWE, banned from the Hall of Fame, banned from anything having to do with the WWE for the next three years because he used the N word. Do you not think that there that there is a progression there from doing a sketch with the N word in it or having DX do blackface twenty years ago in the ring, dressing up as the Nation of Domination to now suspending or barring or ba banning one of the greatest wrestlers of all time from the WWE for using an N-word in private that he didn't even know he was being taped? Obviously, they're not pro-N-word, is what I'm trying to say. They don't even touch upon that story because that would debunk the his, the, his use of the N-word to make Vince look like a bad guy. You know, of course, this is no news to you, most wrestling fans know this stuff. Um, you know, it's just always uh, oh, showing the death. Right now I'm watching it as I'm doing it. And he's showing the death poll. And again, um, a lot of wrestlers led poor lifestyles. A lot of wrestlers today lead better lifestyles. You know, healthier lifestyles. Um... So now that he's proven that Vince is an asshole, that's uh, I guess they've established that. Um, in real life, they throw to a 20-year-old clip from Wrestling in Shadows, the greatest wrestling documentary of all time. And um, they throw to Bret Hart, who at that time was very bitter with the WWE and with Vince McMahon. And um, Bret says one of his famous quotes, he's like... Uh, yeah, Vince treats wrestlers like a circus. Well, um, what is it? It's something like Vince treats wrestlers like a circus. And, um, you know, it might as well take you back and drop a slug in you. Now, uh, that's an analogy, people. Vince McMahon has never taken anybody out back and dropped a slug in them behind a barn. The only person to do that was Kerry Von Erich, and he did it to himself. All right, so just that's something to think about. Um, does Brett Steele feel like that today? The way he did 20 years ago about Vince McMahon? I don't know. 
I do know he's going to be at WrestleMania this year, accepting his second Hall of Fame induction into the Hall of Fame after being inducted as a singles wrestler, one of the greatest champions of all time. And now he's being inducted as a tag team wrestler and one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, I think Brett's uh, relationship with the WWE is pretty solid. And I think, uh, does he think that the WWE is the same as it was 20 years ago? When the from using the clip that they're from, I bet you he would say probably it's not as bad. It's definitely better. Wrestlers do get time off. They when they do get the nurse injuries, they you know, um, it's just sort of funny. So you know they use that Brett clip and uh, making like Brett like doesn't like the WWE. Sure enough, he's back with the WWE and he'll be mania there this weekend. Um, but the regular people don't know this. They don't watch wrestling, so they don't know this. Um, you know, I will... S- the regular people don't watch this. They think this is the news, and they think that this is for real. But we haven't even got to the point. But the, all this show is, is it's it's as fake as... as The show is as fake as, as wrestling is. This show is not real news. Like I said off the top, it's fake news. Um, so yeah, so now, uh, they say Vince uh, doesn't care about his wrestlers or about their wrestlers' welfare, and, um, this is nuts to me because, uh, anyone who knows anything about Vince McMahon knows, uh, that Vince would not ask his wrestlers to do anything that he wouldn't do himself, um... Chris Jericho has said this numerous times on his podcast. And, uh, you know, and I think if you've seen Vince in the ring, uh, you would know that Vince will go to any and all means to get what he wants, uh, to, you know, get the reactions from the crowd that he wants. And, you know, and I've seen Vince get very bloodied up in the ring by his wrestlers and gotten the shit kicked out of him. And, and uh, you know, He's taking the same risks that all the other wrestlers have taken for him. Uh, chair shots or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I've seen it, so I don't doubt it. Now, we'll continue on uh, with uh, where we are in uh, this podcast, or I mean this thing. It's just so weird just sort of reading these notes. But um, we're going to move to the uh, part where they start talking about independent contractor employee stuff because this is the bulk of what the episode is about all right so here's um john oliver continuing he's uh, talking about the uh talent uh wellness uh protocol and uh he talks about jesse ventura bringing it up uh let's let's listen to this and Hart is frankly far from alone in voicing grievances about his former employer because the shocking thing about McMahon and his company is the extent to which he shielded himself from responsibility for his wrestlers' welfare. And the main way that he's done this is actually pretty simple because while you might reasonably think that the wrestlers employed by him are his employees, they're actually not. They're merely independent contractors. Just with which, as former wrestler Jesse Ventura pointed out on Howard Stern, is just insane. 
How are they self-employed when you're signed exclusively? Right. You can't work for nobody else. It's a monopoly. Yeah. They tell you when and where you'll work. They tell you who you'll work. They can totally control your life. And you're and an yet, independent contractor. And yet they call you an independent contractor. How has the government allowed them to get away with that for 35 to 40 years? Yeah, he's got a point there. An independent contractor is someone that you might hire for a specific limited task, like a plumber or an accountant. Or a comedian. Um, here's the thing. I am an independent contractor. And uh, I will say this right now, that um, as an independent contractor, uh, I don't have benefits. I don't have... Um, you know, anything like that. But where he's describing the WWE there, he could be describing um, Yuck Yucks, which is a comedy chain that I worked for up here in Canada. And uh, I had to sign a contract with them uh, pertaining um, my exclusivity, exclusivity, yes, to them. Uh, I would only perform for Yuck Yucks and their, and their clubs. And uh, I wouldn't perform anywhere else on my own, but yet I was an independent contractor, and um, and I did not get any benefits. I did not any get any health. Uh, this and this and that, and uh, you know, um, I'm not going to blame them for the wear and tear of my lifestyle on the road that uh, happened to me over those years. Um, people make their own decisions. And, uh, like, whether I wanted to work with Yuck Yucks, I worked for them from 94 to 2007. That was the majority of my career. I've been doing comedy 25 years. The thing is, is they're making it sound like, you know, the wrestlers don't have a choice. If you're a wrestler, first of all, you've already waived the safety issues because you're becoming a wrestler. Uh, you're putting your body on the line every time you step in a ring. And most of these people do this because they have a dream. Much like I have a dream. I had a dream of becoming a stand-up comedian. They have the same dream of becoming a pro wrestler. To make it to the WWE is a big deal. Make it to the WWE means uh, you're going to be making probably making millions of dollars someday. Uh, definitely hundreds of of dollars definitely thousands of dollars definitely you're going to be looked after you know they do look after if you if you break your leg in the ring they will look after you they do the surgeries they help they gift you the doctors they do this we know this if you develop a, a substance abuse um problem while being with them uh to painkillers or maybe to something else well, then you will be sent to rehab on, on their dime. They do these things. Um, you know, these are constantly ignored by it. But in the end, you know, these people make their own choices. They know what's in the contract when they sign it. They know what the contract limits them to do. And uh, they make this choice. It's not like they're being handcuffed to it or being held at gunpoint to sign on the dotted line. They made the choice, you know, like they said, and you say coming up with Roddy Piper, wrestling's got a great entrance plan, but not a very good exit plan. Well, you know what? A lot of people's lives don't have a great exit plan. 
nobody's really prepared for death. You just die, you know, and then you leave a bunch of things undone. Unless you are a nerd that has everything prepared, well, then, well, good for you, you know. Anyways, uh, where are we here in my notes? Um, now, um, now, now, I know it sounds I'm very anti this thing, but I do agree. Wrestlers do need to be treated better. However, I'm just, you know, I think he's making it sound like they're not treated well at all when they are, but they still deserve to be treated better. Um, but like I said, they're grown athletes who are capable of making up their minds of what they want to do for the living. Um, all right. So then we go on to, uh, they talk about CM Punk and his concussion. Uh, and they, they focus on his concussion problem where he eventually shits his pants. And they do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, get a couple of good quality poo jokes in there. And uh, to show his face what it looks like when he's shitting his pants. Haha, <laughs> hilarious. Um, CM Punk was for this episode, by the way. He was uh, glad they mentioned his story. This story had already been on the Colt Cabana. As we know, they got sued by the WWE doctors for um, deflamination of character. Is that a thing? Maybe. Anyways, they lost the case. And Colt and CM Punk are no longer friends because CM Punk uh, didn't pay for any of Colt's expenses uh, as he was supposed to pay for half, I do believe. So, um, you know, CM Punk uh, basically, you know, he gets concussion. And they asked him, he said, are you concussed or do you think you can go to Europe? And in the in the interview, he says it's his fault. They asked him if he was concussed. Now, the doctor should know whether he's concussed. Maybe they didn't have the right protocol in, in, in at the time, whether you were concussed or not. But rather than taking this moment to show about that was then and this is now, they don't. They do a couple more poop jokes about him shitting himself in the ring because he was wrestling with a concussion and while they were giving him all this medication for being sick with the flu or whatever. You know, again, uh, this story is outdated and old. And it's already been, none of it is new. And you're making it, you're delivering it like it's fresh and it's new news. And, you know, they didn't have anything back then, but they have it now. So why are we talking about back then? I don't understand that. And, you know, somebody's like, well, what's the statute of limitations on concussions? I don't know. I don't know. But I know it doesn't make sense to talk about something that happened five or six years ago if they've already put a program in protocol to help with concussions now, to help with the talent wellness. It doesn't make any sense. Of course, um, you know, there's no mention of that. So now uh, we get to see Vince losing it on a guy on TV. Um, that's something that they show, and it's just like, you know, oh, Vince once again is a bad guy and he's a bully. Um, again, but they don't tell enough about the wellness problem. And that's the big thing I have. I have a problems with this. Um, now, uh, what's this? They dismiss the fans on social media. Sorry about this. I'm sort of. Sometimes my writing is horrendous, and I can't even read it. But um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They do, okay, now, 
Now they do talk about the the talent wellness problem, but they don't say enough about it. And but they do point out its flaws. And now uh, they dismiss the um, the. Now they talk about the fans' uh, power uh, of um, of their fans' voice on uh, social media. Uh, the WWE does not dismiss the power of the fans' voices, as they show uh, the fans wanted divas to get a chance, and they, they they made it a thing, and they show that. So they show that positive thing, and then they go into Roman Reigns, and I was like, okay, well, I remember thinking this is going to be good, because they're going to talk about Roman Reigns, because they're already showing that the WWE does listen to its fans, and I thought, well, now they're going to show Roman Reigns, they're going to talk about his cancer. And this is going to be a very positive story. So they start showing Roman Reigns getting booed. And booed. And they're saying he was, he's supposed to be a good guy. Yet he's, the fans, you know, they're booing him, booing him. And they just show him get booed. And then they don't talk about the cancer. They just totally dismiss Roman Reigns getting cancer. Uh, they don't talk about him getting cancer. They don't talk about him having to leave the WWE to fight his leukemia. They don't talk about the fact that even though he signed under contract, he's allowed to leave to go fight cancer. And not only that, I bet you the cancer fight was probably paid for, if not by the WWE, well then by Roman Reigns, who had the money to pay for this because he had the money to fight for the best, get the best doctors and the best hospital and the best treatment available because he's a millionaire because he chose to wrestle for the WWE. He was back within six months and he's back in the ring now. That's not because he was afraid of losing his spot. That's because he lives and he breathes and he will die wrestling. He's from a wrestling family. He's a Samoan. His uncles are wrestlers. His brothers are wrestlers. His, why didn't you mention his brother dying early? You didn't. You didn't mention anything about that. Instead, you took this a chance to do a Roman Reigns. Oh, his hair's wet, so he must be a pedophile. Boo, boo. Well, boo to you, John Oliver. Boo to you. The WWE was very supportive in his, in his fight against cancer as they are very supportive towards anybody's fight against cancer, as they have the Susan G. Gorman month of, of uh, October is entirely dedicated to fighting breast cancer. But you would have no mention of that. No, none at all. None at all. None at all. John Oliver has never done anything wrong in his books. Uh... I just think it's interesting, this whole thing. He left the WWE. He fought it. He came back. And you know what happened, John Oliver? Let me tell you what happened. He wasn't booed. He was cheered. He was cheered. Because for the first time, Vince wasn't ramming Roman Reigns down our throat. For the first time, this is a guy who had to leave what he loved doing to go fight cancer. And beat it quickly and successfully and has come back for the fans that he loves and doing the job that he loves. Does he have a pension plan? I don't think that fucking matters to him. Some people live in the now, man. Man.
So there's that. Of course, they didn't talk about any of that. No, just uh, he's a pedophile. All right. We got it. We get it. Good. Um, That would have been a great example, but nothing. So then finally he ends off with uh, his WrestleMania plea. And uh, we're going to play that plea for you right now. And uh, and then we'll talk about that. So uh, let's go to that plea. Wrestling is better than the things you like. You say that during the episode. But yet, time and time again, you knock it. You've knocked it for 22 minutes of this episode. You've knocked it previously during the Saudi Arabia sketch, which was about four minutes of it knocking it. And a previous to that, another Saudi Arabia joke, which was blatantly homophobic. And you knocked it there. You don't tell us that it's better than anything you like. Don't try to play the good guy while you're trying to be the bad guy in this situation. All right? Because it doesn't work. He then does a segment um, also. Uh, John Oliver does a segment where... Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper speaks about uh, wrestling having the entrance plan but no exit plan. And uh, it's very sad. And then he says, uh, you know, I'm not going to be around till I'm, when I'm 65 to get the money that is in my pension. And uh, and then, you know, John, it cuts off and John Oliver goes, he wasn't. And he, he died when he was 61. And kind of has this look on his face that, uh, I don't know. The look on his face makes me wish that, um, you know, uh, Dr. D. David Schultz was re-signed to a Legends contract and sent over to John Oliver to address him on his show. We'll just say that. Um, it's just a little, it's just a little weird, you know, as then he goes into another stink face joke. Uh, he really loves the poo jokes and stink face jokes. And uh, in, in this episode, it uh, shows you the uh, the level of uh, humor done on the HBO, you know, uh, as we watch this one-sided uh, thing. And, and, and I know I probably sound like I'm 100% pro-WWE in this. Make no, make no mistake. I want the wellness for all wrestlers. I want it to be more safe for all wrestlers. I think, uh, you know, but to say that the WWE is the only game in town and that's the only place to go, and that's not true either. There's AEW now. There's uh, Ring of Honor. There's New Japan. There's Impact Wrestling. Uh, there, 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 There's plenty of places. Uh, Defiant Wrestling. Uh, there are plenty of places throughout England and throughout the world that have wrestling. There are, are way more options now than ever. As opposed to going to WWE, it's just that the WWE is the industry leader. And I will guarantee you that they are the industry leader in talent, wellness, and safety, as well as anything else that they should be the leader of uh, with regards to sports entertainment. But uh, John Oliver, you know, uh, you know, sometimes people do puff pieces, and then sometimes people do actually good um, journalism with both sides. But this is uh, as much as a, a, a slur piece or a slander piece and anything else that I've seen. And uh, so, so let's here we go. We're going to go into the last of uh, of what John Oliver has to say. This is this is his WrestleMania plea. Is there go. any hope here? Well, incredibly, there might be. 
because there is one group that even McMahon occasionally seems to listen to, and that's the fans. They actually have a strong independent oh voice in the WWE and have been vocal over the years about everything from the company's dealings with Saudi Arabia to its treatment of female wrestlers who have come a long way from the old days of so-called bra and panty matches. In fact, fans online launched a hashtag Give Divas a Chance campaign uh, to feature women more, more prominently, to which Vince himself responded, We hear you keep watching. Keep and watching, next week, for the first time ever, WrestleMania will be headlined by a women's match. So wrestling fans don't just go along with whatever the company tells them to cheer and boo. They yes, so we don't. Uh, I thought this was going to be the plea, but this is the part where um, he makes fun of Roman Reigns uh, with the dumb pedophile joke that I've talked about earlier. So uh, we'll just let this go by. And then we'll get to the plea. Okay, so here comes his plea. The potential opportunity is, because remember, WrestleMania, the biggest event in the WWE's calendar, is next Sunday. And if fans in that arena want McMahon to help pay for wrestlers' long-term health care, or just to call them employees, they could say, choose to make up chance about that. The event is live, the crowd is mics, they won't be able to cut the chance out. I'm not saying that fans should do that, or make signs, or make lots of signs. I'm just saying, I really hope they make their voices, voices heard on this, because from that, Business Hulk here is a billionaire on the broken backs of his non-employees. The very least he can do is show the same dedication to wrestlers that they have shown to his company. And I know that I haven't really said any of this tonight in the preferred language of wrestling fans. So maybe this will help. No, it won't help. Now he just goes to uh, a bit where a guy's talking like this, like it's monster trucks, and that's the only way wrestling fans can communicate. Oh my God, how exciting is that? You know, they this is what they're doing. They did this exact same shtick uh, with the Saudi Arabia segment, uh, showing once again the originality of the show. Um, now, with what he said, I would love to see fans show up and support and s get their voices out. You know, do I want to see family benefits uh, for wrestlers' families? The, yeah, that would be great because most wrestlers aren't there for their families. And, uh, you know, and, they're, and, and the families are severely damaged because the wrestlers are on the road so much. Do I want to see an off-season wrestling? Well, if they have two brands or they have three brands, they could give uh, certain brands uh, an off-season. Like, you know, why not have NXT come up and fill in for uh, three or four months on SmackDown or whatever shows it is? Like, you have three brands. You can afford to take three months off the year, each brand, at different times. So we'll all still have all of our wrestling. I agree with that. I agree with a lot of what John Oliver is asking for. I want the best for what's best in wrestling. The problem is, is the way he went about it was all wrong. He says he's a wrestling fan, but he's not a wrestling fan. Now, he, he just asked us to bring signs in to... He says that WrestleMania is in an arena this week. It's not an arena. It's in the fucking MetLife Stadium, you dumb fuck. You know? I might have already said it once, but I'll say it again. I just said it again. It's just that, you know, 
he say, you know, he, he's like, if the fans cheer and make their voices heard, I'm like, no, they have a control truck. Years ago, when they wanted Roman to be cheered, the fans were not cheering Roman, so they just voiced out the fans. They just took the volume of the audience down. They can do that. They have professional recording equipment, you dumb fuck. You know, the, oh, it's live. They can't do anything. They can, no, they can take the sound off the audience. They can dumb it down. They can make it louder. They can pipe in sound. They can do whatever they want. It's their production. And as far as the signs go, make lots of signs, lots of signs. One guy had a sign. He showed up at Raw or at SmackDown this week. The sign said, uh, employees. Well, what does that mean? Employees? That's just a word, you know? And I'm going to tell you this. The signs, if they don't like your sign, they will take it away from you. I've had signs taken away from me. I have also been through, and as you go through the entrance, you go through the check and where you get your ticket scanned, if you have a sign, they will ask you to open it up and they will check out the sign. If the sign has anything racist on it, they will confiscate it. If the sign has anything advertising anything, they will confiscate it. And if the sign has uh, anything regarding the talent and wellness policy and WWE's violation of making uh, it better for their employees, those signs are going to get confiscated. We'll see. We will see. We're on the road to WrestleMania. All is good. It's good that these issues are brought up. It's funny that it just happens to be WrestleMania week where now people are going to ask WWE within the media about this which is the reason why they did it this week. Um, you know, it'll be an interesting week. So with that said, John Oliver, I hope you take the time and I hope you go to WrestleMania and I hope you learn uh, what the WWE is doing. And, uh, and I hope you realize and I hope you maybe make an apology on your show about being so one-sided. Um, and that's my opinion on this. Again, thank you for bringing it to the light of the people that don't watch wrestling. Now they're upset at wrestling even more. But everybody that watches wrestling, we knew these problems existed. Do we, does that mean we don't care? No, it doesn't mean we don't care. But these wrestlers also know the problems exist, yet they still choose to become wrestlers, and they still choose to sign contracts, and they still choose to be with the WWE. If you don't want to be with the WWE, you can go elsewhere. Other wrestlers have. And that's that. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, thank you. Uh, I hope everybody here has a great WrestleMania weekend. I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame. I'm looking forward to TakeOver. I'm looking forward to the Raw after WrestleMania, the SmackDown after WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to goddamn WrestleMania. I'm also looking forward to learning about the G1 in New York City on uh, on Friday night or Saturday night, whatever night it is, Saturday. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about all the extra cards and about the WrestleCon and everything because this is the greatest time of the year. It's WrestleMania weekend. And uh, everybody enjoy yourselves. If you're going to WrestleMania, be safe. And uh, thank you for letting us put a headlocker in your ears. Uh my name's Casey Corbin, and uh, and uh, I'm definitely not John Oliver. Uh, have a great night. Thank you. And enjoy the show in when you're listening 
it in the daytime. Okay. All right. WrestleMania! It's going to be sweet. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 